Welcome to Adventures with My 40s. I'm Courtney Novak, a 41-year-old woman trying to figure out how to thrive during this decade of life. You can find the show notes at CourtneyHenningNovak.com. And here's the show. Hello, adventurers! This is episode four, and today I want to talk about distance learning and mental health. First, though, I thought I'd mention that today is day 47 of my cycle, the never-ending cycle. All right, I won't keep singing because it's not my forte, but um, yeah, no sign of Lady Red yet, Um, (laughs) and definitely wondering how epic this next period is going to be when it comes. I assume it's going to come. It would be so easy. I'm done having kids. I'm 41. If my body just decided to like not menstruate and it was over. Like, great. Sign me up. Obviously, that's not going to happen because my mom started around this age and it lasted till close to 50. So, and it's, you know, five to 10 years is like very typical for um, for perimenopause for most women. I've been reading up on it, as you can tell, still working my way through The Wisdom of Menopause by Dr. Northrup, and still loving it. Got a lot to learn. Um, yeah, so, and I've had insomnia the past three nights. I, I've gotten like five hours of sleep. I've had insomnia where I only get three hours of sleep, so five hours is doable. Like, I took the kids to the park this morning. It's like, it's July here, but beautiful weather for... Um, Pasadena. Well, humid as fuck, but how do people where it's humid, like how do Floridians survive? I don't know. I don't get it. But so humid as fuck. And Nathan suggested maybe I haven't slept well because it's been so humid and my body's not used to that. So that could be it. It could be that my hormones are ramping up. It could be that I have anxiety about insomnia because I've had insomnia so many times in the past. Um, I have therapy tomorrow, so we'll, we'll hash it out a bit. I, you know, I don't know, do I need to go to a higher dose of Zoloft or do I need something else? Uh, I have a naturopath and I'll talk about that in later episodes. I schedule an appointment with her in a few weeks and I'm getting a blood test next week that I should have, that I would have gotten in May, but Corona. So I feel safe enough. I feel safe now um, to go to places like that. So I'm seeing, getting the blood test next week. And I also even made um, an appointment with my osteopath. Um, maybe I'll see my osteopath next week and then do an episode about that because not usually I say the word osteopath and most people kind of look at me like, what now? So if you don't know what an osteopath is, it's a medical doctor. I'm not even going to go into it now because I want to talk about distance learning. Okay. So I'm exhausted, but I have, I have energy. It's weird. Like I'm exhausted, but I have fine energy. So I'm not depressed. Maybe some anxiety humming along. Would love to sleep well tonight. We'll see what happens. Okay, so where we are at in Pasadena is, I don't know, I can't even remember now. If, I think it was last week. Oh my god, it, it's 2020 and every week is a year. And you all the days just blur together. But I think it was last week when we found out that we're going to be starting the year distance learning in the fall. And the fall is actually August 17th. It's so weird how early school starts. I feel bad for the kids. But... Um, school starts August 17th, it's distance learning. Our school district was talking about a hybrid where where, where people could elect to do distance learning full time, or they could do the, um, the the split where there'd be half the kids would be there half the time and the other half the other days. And you'd only be going like two days a week for like 
it may have been three or four hours, something really small. So that's what they were originally talking about. And then like an hour a day on the other days online. So, but then LA school district, um, LA Unified decided that they're just going to distance learning and like within 24 hours, we got notice that the superintendent was recommending that and there was a special meeting of the board and they decided yes, distance learning. And then a couple Friday, last Friday, Governor Newsom for California um, said schools in counties on the watch list have to stay closed. And LA County, which Pasadena is in LA County. So Pasadena is its own city, but it's in Los Angeles County. Los Angeles is a city and a county. I know it's confusing as fuck. I'm sorry. Um, but so Pasadena has, it, Pasadena in LA County, LA County is on the watch list. And you have, if you're on the watch list, you have to have, like, you have to get off the watch list and have, like, declining um, rates of um, COVID-19 infection for, like, two weeks. You know, every day has to be lower than the one before. So it's it's looking like Pip is not going to second grade anytime soon. And me and Nathan are, have made ourselves... Um, comfortable is not the right word. We've accepted the fact that she's probably... She, she may not get to go this whole school year. Like, she just may be at home for all of second grade. So we don't know even what distance learning is actually going to look like. It sucked in the spring. I'm not saying anything anyone hasn't said yet. It sucked for us. And um, I heard, I, I forget what podcast I heard it on, where someone was talking about with parenting, is this the hill I want to die on? And that's sort of become like a touchstone for me during this pandemic. Is this the hill I want to die on? You know, kids watching another hour of YouTube, is this the hill I want to die on? No, no it's not. And distance learning, it's not the hill I want to die on. Um, it was, it just, Pippa did not enjoy, so, so Julian also had distance learning for preschool. He hated it and I'm not making him do it and so preschool right now is allowed to be open because it has daycare licensing so you know we'll see how so as of now Julian is starting preschool in just like I don't know if it's five or six weeks so he may get to go five days a week for three hours in the morning um you know we'll see if that actually happens uh, you know it could but I'm not holding my breath and Pippa, we don't know what it's going to be like. And we're told it's going to be different than it was in the spring. So, like I said, I'm not holding my breath. But I'm also trying to keep an open mind that maybe it will be better. The spring, her teacher was just trying to keep everyone together. So there were these Google Meets and they'd be for like 45 minutes every day in the morning. And then there were, he would send math sheets and Nathan would do the math sheets with her and he would ask us to do writing with the kids and do some reading and he was very um good at being he's he's he, he's just very like down to earth and realistic and pragmatic and knew that mental health mattered more and when I would ever I told him like oh I'm letting Pippa take off a day off from computer school he'd be like of course you know like this is just for the kids and he was very like he did not expect us to do any computer school it was just sort of something he was trying to make available for the kids it worked for but I I stuck with it till the end with Pippa. I let Julian 
stop a few weeks early when I realized it was really just making us miserable because it would be like an hour for him uh, three days a week and I'd have to negotiate with him and I'd have to sit there the whole time. I have to be available the whole time to Pippa too and that's just draining and because to them it doesn't count as fun with mommy time and but for me it's like I am so depleted from like nagging you to pay attention and to do the work and, and to make you do something you hate that I want to go like go to like an ashram in India for like six years and you know I'll see you guys in high school so I just don't want to go back there so I'm going to try to be open-minded but and I've thought I fought this through a lot with reference to like what are well, what are my values uh David and I have talked about school before and we are on the same page with we send our kids prim to school primarily for you know socialization for you know being with their peers it's also great for them to have time apart from us we have uh, Pippa especially because she's seven now just loves the independence of school she loved being dropped off at Carline because in kindergarten I had to walk her in in first grade she just loved that she got to just jump off the car and go off into her own her own little world she loved that autonomy and so we send them to school for socialization, time apart and autonomy, and time apart for me, you know, so that I can not be in mom mode 24-7. And to learn from different teaching styles. I, you know, I remember the first time I let Pippa stay with a babysitter, and I felt I had so much mom guilt over it. Like, I'm a horrible mom. Oh, my God, letting her stay with a babysitter. Like, I'm so selfish. Back nap time should be all the break I need. And then... When I was like leaving, I noticed that the babysitter was playing a game with Pippa in a way that I never would have thought. And it was just like this like light bulb moment. Like my child, like I bring a lot to my child, but other adults and other humans bring other other things and other perspectives. And they just know different songs and different games. I mean, it's as simple as that. So, you know, I want them to be exposed to different teaching styles. And at some point they'll have a shitty teacher. And like they will learn what does it mean to have a shitty teacher how do I learn from a shitty teacher because someday they might have a shitty boss or you know a roommate in college who treats them like shit so it's you know I, I think like that so that's why we want to send our kids to school if I I feel like I'm perfectly capable especially with I was not capable. I didn't know how to teach Papa how to read, but now that she she learned, she figured it out. Like something clicked, and she's not reading like Mopey Dick right now. But now that she's got the basics, I feel like I can teach her. Like if I sit with her and help her practice, I can help her learn how to read. So distance learning doesn't actually give any of the things that we want out of school. There's no socialization. I mean, there. I guess there is to the extent they're all on like Zoom or Google Meets together, but Pippa hates it. It's, and I, I'm like, yeah, no shit. Like Zoom sucks. I have a book club and I love my book club and I love the ladies in my book club. And we, we actually had book club social distancing last night. It was so wonderful to see everyone in person in a backyard. But we tried a few times. We did the Zoom and I, it was just draining. Like it wasn't, it was like, oh, this isn't the same as just being in person. And I'm like, if I don't enjoy it at age 41, how, why do I expect my seven-year-old to, to, to enjoy it? And the teacher, you know, he's teaching, but there's so many interruptions from like, 
the parent who forgets to mute it and is shouting onto at their other kid and or the parent who like sets the dishwasher to run loudly i'm like it's not very like i've seen him teach he's a fantastic teacher like we really hit the lottery of him and he's supposed to be our teacher again this year but he doesn't really get to like he everything that's great about him it's just like it's it's really hard for him to function on a little computer screen like how is he supposed to manage the class when they're all at home like it's just not it's not fair to him so and then she's not getting any time apart from us. She's getting, she's not getting the autonomy because she needs us there all the time. She can't, something always goes wrong. Like she hits a button and she ends up on another screen if I'm, if I go like more than 10 feet away and then she wouldn't pay attention and, and or she wouldn't understand. And if I wasn't there figuring out what she was supposed to be learning. So I don't, I'm not confident that the, the new distance learning this fall is going to meet the needs for our daughter. And my priority is her mental health and my mental health. It was not good for my mental health. I mean, there was so much yelling and so much like mean voice and threats and bribes. And I would just snarling, okay? Like actual snarls happening. It just was not a pleasant experience. And this is, I don't I have not met anyone who was like, oh my god, I love distance learning. This is all we're gonna do. I haven't met them. I'm sorry I just made fun of you who like distance learning. I really don't mean to mock you, but like I just I don't know anyone who is like really super into it. Because even the homeschoolers are saying, like, this isn't homeschool. This is awful. Like we usually go places, we go to the museums, we go to like, you know, the zoo. We do like, we go places. We, we do all our learning in the morning and then we have adventures and this isn't, this isn't homeschool and it isn't. Um, so since last spring was a shit show and Pippa hated it and I hated it, I don't want to damage my relationship with Pippa and I don't want to damage my mental health and I don't want to damage her mental health to make the school district happy. We are, our district has like a lottery where they call it open enrollment where if you want to go to a school that's not your home school you can like you do this lottery and we we thought there was a school that's not our home school that we liked as a better fit for Pippa and that's so that's where we're at so if we don't go to school we could actually lose our spot there because it's not our home school I don't know at all what the school district is going to do how strict they're going to be about attendance I know that they get funding from the government based on like days of kids at school and I don't know how California and the federal government are handling that right now. I, th there's just a lot of question marks. So my, my attitude is I'm going to do, if it's possible, I mean maybe she's just, it's going to be a new system and it's going to be great and you know fine, beautiful, but maybe we will not do the distance learning but I'll be able to like find like her teacher will mark her as attended or there'll be a way to like just log on the computer and make it look like she was there like there might be a way so if there's a way to play the game to keep her seat we will I did go on Amazon last Friday and panic bought like a hundred dollars worth of second grade workbooks and they've arrived and I bought way more than we need uh, so, but you know, I can save some for Julian or I can return them, but they, they're great. I looked at them all and I 
got like some that were like very general and you know and this is all second grade I don't know if you have a high schooler or if I had even a you know a fourth grader like what my analysis would be but the workbooks were the second grade that I got from like Scholastic and you know just all like all the main ones that popped up they were great for math and for writing practice and spelling and reading I got one um she's my kids are both interested in like maps so I got a, ge a second grade geography book I don't think they really teach cursive all that much at school anymore. I've heard that they do it in third grade at our school and only one of the teachers does it. So I learned cursive in second grade. So I said, fuck it. And I got a curse, a couple cursive workbooks because Pippa actually likes writing and she's really into art. And I figured cursive is kind of like writing meets art. And all she has to do is, you know, it like it shows the dotted line. So you trace it and then you practice it. So I'm like, I can give this to her and walk away for 10 minutes. So... I got like a science one. I got things that like play to her interests. So those are like my backup plan. Plan B, if the work that they're sending sucks or if it's online. I mean, she doesn't type. So there were like some cool videos with like interactive questions that the teacher sent, but they're online and the, they, they were hard for her to read and like the way it was formatted. And she couldn't write the answers because she doesn't know how to type. So I was typing for her and she wasn't getting writing practice. So these workbooks are going to let her do all this writing practice. So, you know, maybe the teacher will be like, great, send me pictures of the work she's doing. And like, that'll count. I don't know. Like, I just, I have to like, I have to surrender to this experience because I don't control what the school district's doing. Like the school district is doing the school district's business. And, I, you know, I answered the surveys and it, you know, expressed what I thought worked, but I, I don't have like, I'm not on the board. I don't want to be on the board. I don't have a say in this. So I have to surrender, but that doesn't mean I have to be passive. It means I'm accepting what I can't change, but then I'm going to make the best of what we have. And if the best, it, it, I'm going to listen to my intuition. And if my intuition tells me, my intuition told me really fucking early last spring, this distance learning is not working for my kid. But you know, everyone had already bought the workbooks. I remember going online and there was just nothing. So I couldn't find workbooks and I didn't, I'm not a teacher. I don't know how to teach her. I'm a lawyer. I guess I could teach her about like negligence and, you know, criminal intent, but I, th I don't think she's ready for that. So I'm, but now it's like a new year and just looking at the lay of land, I've got my workbooks and I'll listen to my intuition and I want to honor that. And so I, as I was thinking through well, what's going to work for us, I did a lot of journaling. Journaling, I just do it every day and it keeps me sane. And I was journaling about like, what are my values and what are our family values and how does that fit in with distance learning and the coming school year? And so like one of my main values is being healthy and fit and health includes mental health. And if the distance learning program erodes our mental health, like there's too much else going on. There's a freaking pandemic, okay? My kids have noticed and they have their questions and their concerns and confusion and they want to know when they can have a birthday party or when they can go to uh, Disneyland again or when the zoo will open or when they don't have to wear a face mask and they don't get it that I have to keep telling them, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And Julian was talking about his birthday party today. His birthday is um, a couple days after Halloween and I, I didn't, I'm not ready to tell him like, I, baby, I don't think there's going to be birthday parties in November. I think your friends are going to drive by in cars and honk, maybe, but 
it's not going to be like the birthday party that he's imagining with a moon bounce and pizza. <sighs> so yeah, got, they have enough on their plate. I don't need to make distance learning make their lives more difficult. And I'm just, I'm not going to do that. If it's, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, like we have other things to do for learning. Baking is learning. I mean, baking is math and measuring. It's, you know, there's, you know, I've heard that the school district might be requiring like four hours on the computer. I don't know if this is true. These are, this is like, nothing has been like, like very clear. Rumors and speculation. Um, but she can't do four hours. Like you don't do four hours of substantive work a day in second grade. You go to recess, you go to lunch, there's an afternoon recess. You go to music once a week, you go to library. I mean, I know the afternoon is all about the teacher reading to them and doing some art projects and going outside to do like kick the ball. It's just like for like they're not, it's more the socialization. It's more lining up and learning to like not be an asshole and elbow everyone so you get the first spot in line. It's, you know, getting your school supplies out and taking care of your desk and not being like a filthy pig. Like th these are the things that they, they spend a lot of time on in these lower grades. And like, yes, there's writing, there's math and reading, but I'm just, I'm not, I'm not like too keen on making her just like sit at a computer all day and like watch her, you know, beautiful soul drain away. I'm not going to do that to her. I'm going to, I really value paying attention and being curious. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to pay attention to what's going on be curious and you know be like does this work for us and if it doesn't we're not going to do it we're going to honor my intuition not the school district's intuition i don't think school districts actually have intuition not the teacher's intuition not my friend's intuition just my intuition me and me talking it out with nathan and i'm going to just do my best like that's all we can do but i love the four agreements and one of the agreements is do your best and that's whatever your best is and it's a pandemic and distance learning is bullshit and if it's if my best is being like well you know fuck it we're forfeiting the um the spot at the school that we lotteried into i don't want to like i want to live also a next value is abundance not fear this is i think this is Brene brown where i learned all this from but yeah i want to i believe in abundance and how things have this way of working out when i surrender to the process Maybe we will lose our spot and we'll do the lottery in the spring and end up at a school we like even better. Maybe we'll lose our spot and so many people will leave the public school system and go into private schools during this that they'll end up having to close our school anyway. They, um, they, they closed a several elementary schools last fall. I missed last fall. We thought there was so much drama last fall and... Oh God, we had no idea. We were just doing the dress rehearsal for drama. And they were talking about like what elementary schools they're going to shut down. And Pippa's elementary school was on the chopping block and it was spared. But if, a, you know, but it was one of the ones that thought that was like, we might close this one. And, but you know, based on like geography and where, and people were protesting, like it's one of the really good schools, but you know, they need the schools to be spread out for the city. So everyone has easy access. And so you know, if a bunch of people leave the district, her school may shut down anyway. So why am I going to make her, like, be miserable during a situation that's scary for kids and weird and uncomfortable for to maintain a spot at a school? And we might not even have that school next year. Or we might end up moving because, like, 
maybe like house price. Like we bought this, Nathan bought this house at the bottom of the last market and we haven't bought a new house. We would like a house with like an, another bedroom so that we have a little more, like the kids don't have to share and we still have a room that can be like an office guest room. We don't, we don't need it, but the flow of our house, we think that in the next five years, we'd like another house. Maybe like, we're going to just like, maybe if real estate prices go down, we'll just be like, Hey, let's move into the neighborhood of another school that we like even better. So, you know, I don't want to be like living from a place of fear. Like I have to keep her seat at the school. I can't like, like, I'm not going to make, like, I will try to keep her seat. I love that school. I have a lot of like, like the teachers are great. I love the parents, but I'm not going to like sacrifice my kid to that. Um, I talked about surrender. I'm going to pay attention to my feelings. Okay. Feelings. I am such a newbie when it comes to feelings. I have spent most of my life stuffing down my feelings with, with ice cream usually, or, um, just ignoring it. I, you know, like when loved ones died in the past, crying as little as possible um, and feeling like I was like a failure if I cried or like I was like a lesser person. I just wasn't very comfortable with the spectrum of feelings. And it's something over the past several years that I've been working on and you know, being more like, okay, I, if I, like my feelings are not as scary as I thought they were, but I'm still a newbie at this. And something I, I've learned and I, I, it's actually just like popped up in everything I'm reading this week is that, so I've been paying attention to my feelings and feeling my feelings. But what I've learned this week is it's not enough to just feel my feelings, but my feelings are a call for action. So when I'm having good feelings, that's my body's way of saying, this is good, do this, do more of this. So like when I go, I took my kids to the park this morning and we uh, were outside for like two hours and we had, I felt really good and I was happy and content and calm. That was my body's way of saying, go to the park when you can, you know, the park is good, get outside, help your kids ride their bikes. Like this is fun and good for your soul. And when I'm having other feelings, that are on the more, you know, negative side of the spectrum. That's my body's way of telling me something needs to change. Like, I mean, like even just as simple as if I'm reading a book and the book is boring, that's my body's way of saying, just read something else. Just return this one to the library. You don't need to finish this book. Just delete this shit off Goodreads. Goodbye. So, and I'm, I'm very new at this. So, but I do know that last spring, my feelings kept telling me about, I could feel my, um, I, I don't even, there's just so many words that come to mind. Just all the negativeness that I felt over distance learning in the spring, I felt it and I let myself feel it and I expressed it during phone calls with friends and text messages and journal entries and blog posts. Felt the shit out of that. Didn't do anything about it. Made my kid keep doing the distance learning. Didn't change it for ourselves. So this time around, I want when I, if I start, to, if I feel good about it, I'll be like, oh, this is my body's way of telling me that distance learning is working. Yay. But if I don't feel good about it, I'm going to be like, okay, how do I not feel about it? And what call to action is this? Maybe, maybe it'll just be like, oh, the program they've set up, the math is great, but the writing stuff isn't working and I'll change that. So I'm just, I'm going to, I want to use 
this adventure as an opportunity to get even better with my feelings, to to go to level up from just feeling my feelings. And I still need to keep feeling my feelings. I don't always feel my feelings. I, I know I'm, I still have a tendency to like, um, kind of ignore them or gloss over them, you know, try to like write them away as fast as possible for journaling. I don't like to linger in them. I, you know, I'm still figuring out feelings. So don't, I'm not like an expert on this, but that's what I'm trying to do with this. I also want to stop judging others. Oh gosh, I judged some of the other moms last spring. I, it's a, it's a little like embarrassing to admit, like, you know, the, the kids who never showed up for the morning Google meet with the teacher, you know, I would be like, oh my gosh, so-and-so is never there. What is her mother doing? Or the kids who would show up and um, be like in their pajamas or doing it from bed. And I judged them. And the problem with judging other moms is when I'm judging other moms, it means I'm judging myself even more harshly. So I was holding myself to some impossible standard about sheltering at home and distance learning and forcing my kids to do distance learning that they hated and that I knew they hated and that I knew was like crumpling their souls. And yet I was judging my, like, I, I think I had, I have to keep working on this. Like my beliefs about motherhood and what it means to be a good mother and a good person. And I just know that like that a step in that right direction is not judging other people because when I'm judging other people, I am judging the shit out of myself. Also, I really, I have that E for explicit on this podcast and I really want to earn that E. I don't want to have the E for just dropping the word damn every now and then. So like if it's an E and, and those of you have kids, you're like, Oh, I have to listen to this with headphones. I want to make it worth your while that you got the headphones out. Okay. I value authenticity and I, <sighs> I did not feel like I was being my authentic mom self or my authentic Courtney last spring. So I want to be authentic this year. Like who, who am I? How do I mother? What works for my kids? What works for me? How do we feel like our best selves possible during a freaking pandemic? I want to be conscious and intentional. I value that. And just even talking about this on the podcast, this is me being conscious, intentional about, okay, distance learning. This is what we know. I, I'm not like, over planning and trying to put all my ducks in order because there's a lot that's wait and see, but thinking through my values and basically it's either going to work or not work for us. Right? So I'm like, if it's not working for us, what are we going to do? And I know we're going to use that escape parachute and all the workbooks that I have like hidden off to the side of our piano are just coming out and you know, fuck it. We're basically doing homeschool by workbooks. Um, being flexible. That's one of my values. It's something I have to work on. And this is a great golden opportunity. Make being flexible, maybe distance learning. If I'm a little more flexible about it, we can find ways to make it work. And if not, it's you know, just an opportunity to say like, well, this is what the, sorry, I'm moving my notes around and I'm sure they're making weird crinkling noises, but this is just another opportunity to be flexible and be like, well, how can I, you know, like, every day of this pandemic is requiring flexibility because I go on Facebook and I see my memories and they'll be like, one year ago you were at this water park. And I'm like, holy shit, that's just not happening this year. One year ago you were in Nebraska visiting family one year ago. You know, it's just like, like I probably should just quit Facebook for now. Um, 
but you have to be flexible. Like the year, this was supposed to be my easy year in quotes because Julian would be five days at his preschool. He's been only three days and there's, it's a co-op, but in the pre-K program, you pay a little more and you volunteer a little less. So I'd have less volunteering, but he'd be in school even more. And then Pippa would be second grade. And I figured she wouldn't need me at school quite as much as she is. Like, like I would volunteer every like two weeks and sometimes just like every week at the beginning of the year when she was adjusting. But, you know, I felt like by second grade, she would kind of be like, I don't need you here all the time. Like come in for the big special art project, but I don't need you you know, always. So uh, this was supposed to be my easy year. And then Julian would be in kindergarten and he has this um, kindergarten teacher who's great, but she loves volunteers and kindergarten has, you know, lots of potlucks and parties and, you know, a lot of activities where the kids want you to be there. So I knew, okay, I have an easy year. And then I have a year where I have both kids at the same school and my life will actually be easier, but there'll be a little more volunteering again, which I enjoy. So this was supposed to be my easy year. It's not looking like the year that I thought I was going to have, it never even occurred to me. I mean, like Nathan likes to keep saying, if you told me that our schools and work would close in mid-March and like the whole city would be shut down for months and then our kids, our daughter would be basically looking at computer school for a whole year, I would have assumed that the city had been nuked and we were at World War Three. And because, I mean, we've had earthquakes. There was an earthquake when I was in high school and we missed a week of school. A week! And that's, I'm like, that's all I can fathom. Because my Julian school last year, his preschool got shut down in the spring for a few months because of asbestos contamination and they had to like, you know, fix that whole shit show. And I remember assuring myself like, well, there's no way that something like this is going to happen again. Lightning does not strike twice. And I was like, oh my God, I thought that was lightning. I guess it was lightning, but this is like, you know, wrath of God time. It's good. It's good. I like to vent let my feelings out but it's also like it's also an adventure and an opportunity and I feel like you know there's a lot of silver linings um and a lot of you know becoming like a backyard naturalist and our garden is just like our cucumber and cherry tomato plants are just going bonkers so there's a lot of blessings right now um but yeah it's requiring a ass shit ton of flexibility I also value being courageous, you know, courageous and courage and bravery. That's not the absence of fear. It's being afraid of doing something you know you need to do and doing it anyway. That's not jumping into a shark of ta a, a, a tank of sharks. I was about to say a shark of tanks. <laughs> um, it's, you know, speaking up when someone's being bullied. It's, um, setting boundaries when you're a people pleaser and you're not comfortable saying no, but doing it anyway. Um, and this is, this is just not like an opportunity to practice being courage for me because, uh, you know, courageous because I, I am a people pleaser and like an approval junkie and I'm working on that. And I'm always turning to authority figures in my life for some sort of approval. And I can't, put my kids, I need to be doing what's best for them, not what's best for someone else so that I get their approval. Like I had a real wake up moment several years ago, Pippa had swim lessons and she had a teacher who she, she just did not get along with. And he was very, um, she loves swimming. She's a mermaid. 
but he was very like insistent on doing certain things at certain times and he was pushing her to do things she didn't want to do and she'd be in the pool crying and I she had never done this before and my mom radar was saying let's just switch her to a different teacher but the time slot worked and I felt like this other teacher is going to be embarrassed or his feelings are going to be hurt if I switch Pippa to a different teacher. And then uh, after, you know, several, t like it took me like several lessons of her crying before I was like, what am I doing? She's my child and she needs me to step in and protect her. She doesn't need me to protect the teacher's feelings. The teacher is, they're, they're just not gelling. Like it's like, so, and I, I switched her and after like, and that, that took courage on my part because I, I was like, really just felt so bad that I was going to hurt this person's feelings. And he did make a comment like, oh, like, I guess I was too tough on her, and, you know. But maybe it was good for him to learn, like, yeah, when the, you know, four-year-old is crying in the pool, it, maybe you're being a little too rough on them. So it's an opportunity for me to be like, yeah, maybe, maybe the district is going to send me some nasty emails about, like, you need to be logging in more. Or maybe, um, you know, some parents are going to be like, you know, gossiping about me about like, oh my gosh, have you seen that Pippa hasn't been in class in like four weeks? What's going on there? But I got to, I got to be brave and just do what works for my family. And, you know, I've been talking a long time. Another thing I thought about just to wrap this up was I, I keep meaning to write like my own personal motherhood bill of rights. And as I go through these next couple months, I think I'm going to keep thinking about that because when I think about like some of my Bill of Rights would be, don't compare your kid to other kids. Like, you have the right to not compare your kid to other kids. You have the right to not compare your parenting to other parents. You have the right to go outside and enjoy nature and move in your beautiful bodies. And you have the right to joy and curiosity. And um, you have a right to let your kids follow their passions. And to operate from a place of abundance, not fear. And just thinking about all these values I have for motherhood and the way I want a mother... I just, as we approach this new school year, and as August 17th comes closer and closer, um, I just want to make this be um, fun. I, you know, my kids both love school and they love learning, and I want to keep it that way. I don't want us to end this school year with them broken and crushed and hating school. So, like, we're going we're gonna to make it work for us. I think we're going to hit Target next week because I hear the back-to-school stuff is there and we're going to get them, let them pick out like a new fun pencil box for home and their lunch boxes are decaying so we'll just get new lunch boxes because even if they're not going to school, they'll, they'll need them. Eventually places will reopen and they'll need them for like camps. And I was thinking like Pippa doesn't really need a new backpack but we could keep whatever workbooks we're using in the backpack so it kind of feels special. So I think I'm just let her get a new backpack. My mom always got us a new backpack for school. It was so fun. It was an event, like, you know, agonizing over what backpack am I going to get? Uh, is it the Hello Kitty backpack or the one with the cool fruit prints on it? I went for fruit prints in second grade. It was kind of lame. I think Pippa will go more with like LOL, but she usually likes something sparkling and sequins and shit like that. Hopefully the mall opens because she loves the store um, Justice, which is like a pink confetti explosion. And if they have backpacks, there'll probably be one she likes there, but she probably will find one at Target. I just want to give her that right of, you know, 
like, here's the backpack and let's put some workbooks in it and, you know, let's make the sign for the first day of school and stand in front of our apple tree and take the pictures, even if, you know, little rituals to ground us and help us be flexible as we navigate a year unlike any other. So on that note, I think that I will wrap it up for this episode. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Adventures with My 40s. You can reach me through my website, CourtneyHenningNovak.com, or on Instagram at Courtney.Novak. If you're enjoying the show, subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. Have a great and wonderful week.